0: We see an average of six figures, right? There's hundreds of thousands of users in the application. Um, But the floating um, usage is dependent on, you know, are you in the off season of a professional sports team? Are you in a training period of a military group? Uh, Is your gym uh, going through a fitness challenge? And and depending on that cycle, uh, you'll see fluxes in the usage.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Kevin Davidovich. He is the founder and president of a company called Coach Me Plus built around a simple idea helping coaches and athletes work together to achieve their fitness related goals. They serve a range of fitness minor professionals from personal trainers to gym owner to professional sports coaches and military human performance specialists. Kevin, you ready to take us to the top?
0: Yeah, let's get
1: going. All right. If folks want to follow along, it's coachmeplus.com. Now, would you consider this a software as a service tool? It is, and um, the uh, way we started was more of an enterprise service,
0: uh, but over the past year and a half, we've moved into a um, you know a set of uh, packages that are available to uh, basically any kind of gym owner that might be interested in getting the same type of service that the professional sport teams have used um, at a, a much
1: reduced cost and a smaller package. That's uh, served as a typical software as a service model. And who's paying you, the sports league, like the New York football team Giants, or is it the actual individual athletes?
0: Uh, it's actually, it's funny you mentioned the New York football Giants. Yeah, they were a customer of ours for, for a couple of years. Um, but they are they are the customer uh, on the enterprise level. On the uh, gym level, it's the personal trainer or the gym uh, owner that's, uh, that's the customer. And we try to serve their needs, right? Like uh, the main goal is really to connect the athlete and the trainer so that they can achieve their fitness goals there's there's no relationship that's more successful than that uh, so when those two join together to uh, go after the same um, you know the same goal we see we see much greater success than an app or
1: a trainer alone and so how many customers do you have on your platform customer defined as the gym owner or the you know New York Giants
0: so we've uh, we've been around for a couple of years and uh, the enterprise customers we've uh, worked with about 200 in total uh, on the, on the gym side, um, we're under, now we're a little bit over a hundred right now. We just launched our gym products, um, reshaped by the COVID, you know, uh, pandemic that's kind of hit the globe. Um, so, you know, we, we've
1: just begun to hit the ground running on that side. Mm. And break, so break this down for, you have 200 enterprise accounts. These are people like bigger sports organizations and then a hundred gyms. You split them out yeah absolutely okay. so
0: so you've got uh you know the military's a a large customer of so ours we would include that in that that higher end stack uh the gyms and and so on, like i said you know watching watching uh the pandemic kind of wipe around the globe. It really accelerated the need for remote fitness. Um, a lot of gym owners had to shut their doors, and for them to do that, uh, they needed a way to maintain their revenue and maintain their connections with their clients. And you know that's been the big push uh, from our um,
1: you know our smaller package product over the past uh, couple of months here. And so, what is the average customer paying you per month?
0: So for the gym owners, uh, it's about fourteen hundred dollars a year. So you're mm-hmm. looking somewhere around $100 a month or so, um, which, you know, the return on value on that is is pretty substantial, right? Like if you can maintain um, your fitness clients, uh, you know, through using the application, uh, the return on value is actually pretty, pretty
1: significant. And so 300 customers paying 100 bucks a month, you're doing like $30,000 a month right now in revenue, something like that? No, no. no. So on the, on the pro side, I mean, the average customer size, on the professional sports
0: side, uh, enterprise customer is anywhere between thirty dollars and $40,000 a year.
1: Oh, got it. Okay. So, so much, much larger business then. Got it. Um, did you always start that way? Or like, are you moving upstream today? Or are you moving downstream? We're actually moving downstream. You know, there, there, there's a certain
0: ceiling as to how many pro, pro teams and pro clients you can have. There's only 122 pro sports in North America. Um, you know, US military and so on. And while those are great customers to serve, uh, you kind of reach that that endpoint. So you have to begin to think like, where do you want to take your business from there? Is it going to be more into enterprise level sales and getting into things like uh, corporate wellness, um, you know, large uh, insurance uh, customers? Uh, And so on, which can be a very long and and, and, uh, detailed sales cycle. And while Mm -hmm. the platform serves that customer base, the the long tail of the business is really going to be in the you know in the smaller gyms and and high schools and and smaller market. You know, they're much broader approach. You're thinking about three hundred thousand. Personal training or gym facilities across the US uh, and the world. Um, I mean, it's a much bigger market than the few hundred pro sports teams uh, and, and uh, you know, a couple hundred uh, corporate wellness clients that might be interested in something like
1: that. Uh, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. So, so, considering obviously the impacts of COVID and these gyms shutting down and you moving downstream, starting with the enterprise, um, what was MRR just last month if you added up?
0: Oh, so our uh, annualized is uh, over 1.6.
1: Okay. And that is, you calculate that by taking last month's times 12?
0: We do uh, uh, annual um, AR.
1: Yeah. How do you calculate annual AR? Do you take last month times 12? Okay, got it. So, so yeah, that would put you like 120 grand a month, something like that. And and how many... So what does that mean in terms of total unique seats on your platform, actual end users?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's a floating number. Um, and it depends on the seasonality of the business with, um, you know, where we see an average of six figures, right? There's hundreds of thousands of users in the application. Um, But the floating um, usage is dependent on, you know, are you in the off season of a professional sports team? Are you in a training period of a military group? Uh, Is your gym uh, going through a fitness challenge? And and depending on that cycle, uh, you'll see fluxes in the usage.
1: Mm -hmm. And so if you've grown to about 1.6 in terms of run rate today, help me understand pre-COVID, where were you about a year ago?
0: Uh, just around a million or so. You know, we got to cash flow break even, which was a huge Congrats. milestone for us. Yeah, it's um, a big deal. Yeah, it is. It, it had a
1: fight. You know, had a fight every step of the way to get to there. What was your worst month? What was the month you burned the most over the past like two years?
0: Cool, man, I'll tell you. Uh, we get to you get to these periods where. You're you're looking at it, and you're you're looking at the um the the drop dead date, and it's always like around twenty four months out, and then it starts getting closer and closer, and then you're like at twelve, and then you extend <laughs> it back out again, and it's like okay, like we're we're going to survive these. I think the closest we got was to about like a twelve month uh you know period where we're sitting there going okay, like we've got to figure out like the growth the growth again, but uh, we've never been we've never been shorter than that out, and we've never been longer than twenty four months out. So we've always had That's like that horrible. that weird accordion.
1: Uh, kind of period happening. Now, biggest obviously thing factoring burn is his headcount expense. What's your team size today?
0: It's not that big. We've only got 12 people. We're, we run a very lean organization. How many um, engineers? Uh, four. So we're all uh, all the co-founders are um, we're all engineers. Um, I'm mm-hmm. a front end engineer by trade. Um, my my brother and co-founder is a, a full stack developer. Uh, Steven Ostro, who's uh, also a co-founder, is um, more of our integrations kind of guy. And then we've got uh, two other you know hardcore engineers. One who's a, a hosting uh, infrastructure. Uh, engineer and the other one who is our, our front-end uh, uh, developer. So I'm actually, I haven't been able to touch code in uh, years now, unfortunately, but, uh, or maybe fortunately, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the development team has been together for quite some time. Um, everybody who's worked together has, this is our third startup together. Uh, the other two were. When did you launch this one? Uh, 2013. 2013. 2013,
1: and you've done this. You haven't bootstrapped. You have raised some capital. How much have you raised? We raised 1.1.85 uh, million. So when you raise that first million back in, tw- well, really was 600k and then a million, but let's talk about the. And mi- sorry, it was backwards. A million and 600 thousand. But back in 2013, when you raised an initial million, wh- what were you selling? Was it the same product as you are today?
0: Yeah, it was enterprise software. I mean, we, at the time we were at uh, five or six customers on the enterprise level. We had you know two, te- three teams in the NHL, uh, Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL. Oregon Ducks, uh, you know, in, in NCAA, and that was like the the stack, right? We had, we had proof of concept. We had revenue, um, you know, which was nice. And um, we were bootstrapping at that time. So we are figuring out, okay, like, what do we want to do? We want to grow the pro sports market. And it was sexy. It was attractive. It, uh, it helps, you know, sell the seats. Like, people are really interested in understanding uh, or getting involved in professional sports. But what happened was... You know, we we didn't again, we we didn't realize that the cap was there as much as we as much as we um had hoped. So we began to bump to that ceiling of uh, the amount of potential customers that we can acquire. There's a lot of global competition. Uh, we see a lot of uh, competition of Australia, out of the UK, uh, some in Canada, and they've kind of like pulled those markets away where we thought there might've been a, a blue ocean global approach uh, that didn't quite show up. So we began to figure out ways to pivot. it. Um, one of those directions was gonna be into um, you know military and the other direction was gonna be in uh, the gyms and high schools, and both have actually
1: played out. So we're, we're pretty fortunate that that's actually worked out for us. I've seen a lot so of- what was your revenue run rate when you raised that million back in 2013 100k okay got it so it was really first. no it's like 60k i'm sorry yeah it was really small um and that was on a convertible note or you raised equity no we raised equity okay so it was a price what what equity what valuation did you get back then
0: uh 2013 i think the valuation was hmm,
1: around 3 million or so do you feel like you've grown into that you've grown past that you're worth more today absolutely yeah it, it- what would you value it at today? Uh, if we're, you know, we're going for a fundraise, whatever the market will accept. <laughs> Good answer. What would you put it at though? Best case? Uh, you know, it's going to be a $10 million plus valuation. Okay. And you're it sounds like you're raising now. Yeah, we are. And why is now the right time? Uh, so we, we began, we began to realize
0: that the gym market was going to happen, um, pre COVID.
1: So we began to, um,
0: you know, develop a new deck, develop a new presentation, everything else like that in the beginning of the year. And we literally began to hit the roadshow in February. Uh, I did a, a, you know, Cheddar interview. You know, I was at the NASDAQ. We're talking about our military growth and everything else like that. And then everything shuts down. Yeah. So we we put the skids on all of that, making sure like you know are we going to survive this? Is everybody going to survive this? We we thought the entire market was going to get wiped out with pro teams peeling back, universities peeling back, and everybody else like that, and gyms getting shut down. Uh, but the app the opposite kind of happened. Everybody kind of stayed put. And the gym market completely shifted right underneath us, which was fantastic to, you know for us to have happen. So when I take a look at it now, we've got, we've got data to support the idea of the hybrid omni-channel model for a gym. If you have a, a, a brick-and-mortar fitness facility and you're not offering remote fitness right now, you're dead.
1: Yeah, no, no, the, Michael, the, mo- the, the model makes complete sense to me. Uh, I, I totally, or sorry, Kevin, I totally get that. Yeah, so we've seen that play
0: out. And while it played out, um, I began, to, you know, we began to get some data in June and July. Uh, our, our you know, LTV and CAC numbers started to fill out. We began to- What understand. was CAC? Uh, right now it's about uh, 700 bucks. So our, okay. our ratio is like 3.6, uh, which is great. Like that's. Yeah, you get paid back in like four months. Yeah, exactly. That's where, you know, like for a SaaS model, that's like where you should be. So we had to have that model mature. And now that it's matured, uh, we can pump marketing dollars into the system and actually pull back the value and actually see that happen. So now it's poor fuel in the tank.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And where's mo-
1: that money being spent? Ads?
0: Uh, yeah, Facebook placements, uh, LinkedIn placements, Instagram. We do see a lot of junk posts from Instagram or junk junk leads from Instagram. Um, I think you see more fitness people looking for uh, solutions as opposed to the professionals or you might get some, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, variation in where we actually see it, but we do have, we do have a really fine tuned profile and the profile looks like somebody who is running a, Um, a gym that's also a, uh, like a high performance center. So if you're, you're training kids, you're training young athletes, you're training not only them, but also their mom and dad. That's kind of like the profile that we fit into. And, um, we know exactly like where to throw that ad and pull that back. And our lead conversion ratio just keeps like,
1: and Kevin sticking to unit economics, what does churn look like in the business?
0: Uh, revenue wise, I think we're at about 7%
1: right now. Monthly or annually? Uh, monthly. No, annually. Sorry. Annually. Okay, got it. So 93% retention. Uh, Do you have meaningful expansion revenue? Are you upselling anybody anything?
0: Yeah, we just started the upsell uh, market. Uh, We had we had a few this month already, so like we just we we just began the upsell about you eight weeks. So there's uh, package levels. So your base package, you get like some remote fitness and, and coaching and things like that. But then you start going up packages, and you can start getting into uh, device integrations, wearable integrations, and things like that. So you begin to go from that uh, 1200 $1, fourteen hundred dollar up to twenty
1: five hundred plus. Uh. Got it. And that's where you get to thirty thousand, forty thousand dollar average ACVs.
0: Yeah, when you start getting into thirty and forty thousand, those are those are complete enterprise package. Complete customization. You get a you know full dedicated support staff. Um, it's a completely different you know
1: model. And how much are you looking to raise? Uh, we're going to raise between two to three million dollars. Interesting. And where do we spend that money?
0: Uh, need a new product developer. You know, two software engineers, um, product manager, um, and lots of uh, lots of conversion. So go ahead, head count, sales, yeah, head count.
1: Very good. All right, let's wrap up, Kevin, with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Ooh, nudge. It's not a business book, but it's kind of interesting. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
0: Uh, it's hard to, you know, throw out like the Gary Vee. You can say none. The celebrities of, you know, celebrity CEO. It's so strange that the celebrity CEO has become this thing, but um, yeah, there's nobody that I'm
1: like. Great. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building like, a business? Um, hmm
0: give me one second let me pull it up i'm gonna say that we use i use on a daily basis i use sweet crm on a daily basis like it's a it's a free crm tool it's we just modified the hell out of number four kevin how many hours of sleep to get every
1: night sleep at night three four yep. on a good night five that's not healthy at all
0: no i've got two i've got two babies under you know two so
1: okay fair enough so so married with two kids how old are you i'm 44 Forty four. Last question, what's something you wish you knew when you were twenty? Uh, invest in Bitcoin. guys there you have it kevin founded coach me plus back in 2013 raised 1 million fairly quickly uh, at a nice you know 3 million dollar valuation today they're doing 1.6 million dollars in revenue going out to raise call it 2 to 3 million bucks on a 10 million dollar post money valuation serving 300 customers these are typically enterprise accounts like big sports teams now working down market into newer models like private gyms that also also do health and wellness programs strength programs they are profitable today great place to be team of 12 people as they look to scale with four engineers. Kevin, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.